This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. New message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from Jury Duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th. Only on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of That Millwall Podcast with your host, the one and only Omar. Go on, just allow to do that. Is that John Buffner or is that Mickey Simpson? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to edition number 40 of That Mill Podcast. Mickey doesn't know that, but it's going to be kept in the intro there. Hope you're doing well. Um, we're fresh off a 2-0 victory at the Den. Unbelievable scenes. A 2-0 win against West Brom Adrabian yesterday at the time of recording. Obviously, Saturday afternoon at the Den. 2-0 win. Mickey, talk to me about that, mate. Buzzing? In the words of Jimmy Greaves and Ian St. John, it's a game of two halves. 
Nice. Unbelievable, Jeff, as well, isn't it, Kai? That's what I'm going to say. Um, great win yesterday for Millwall. And your optimism paid off. Uh, obviously, waking up in the morning, you're in the chat saying we're going to win. I think you said 3-1 at one point, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, good win for Millwall, wasn't it? Yeah, I got the two-goal scoreline correct, didn't I? As in, like, we win two goals. But it was a really poor Brom side, wasn't it? That's probably, well, that's potentially the poorest West Brom side I've ever seen at the Den. Yeah. Like, well, they were very poor. And their fans were very against the manager, which was quite funny because it felt like a game that if we won, they were going to want their manager out. If we lost, if they won, we'd want, we'd turn on Gary. So it felt like a game of very, you know, fine, fine margins between the two sides. Yeah, we came up on top, so yeah. Um, right, time of recording, Ishmael's still in a job at West Brom. Um, yeah, the fans are very anti him, but we'll talk more about that obviously in the first part of the show. Second part of the show, we've also got a double header this week. Obviously, we're playing Preston at home, another chance to try and get another win on the board, although it'll be a tricky kind of test for us. Obviously, Ryan Lowe, the manager over there at Preston North End. Uh, obviously, if you're new around here, guys, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new, the same on audio, it helps us out more than you think. And uh, we look forward to talking more about the game. So, we'll go into the first part of the show now and talk all things three points at the den. All right, welcome to the first part of the show. As mentioned, chaps, 2-0 win yesterday for me at the den. Benny Kofobi getting the seconds. The first being scored by Mason Bennett of all people, Kai. What a win, mate. What a win. Oh, Benny Kofobi. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it was such a good win. Like, first half, quite a... Quite, there was not much to talk about, obviously, apart from Andy Carroll's strike that Bart kept out superbly. Yeah. Um, we went through to half for half time. I thought we grew into the game after maybe the first half an hour. We were much, we, we looked the last 15 minutes, we looked much, much better. Second half was one of those moments that you thought we need to make our dominance count. This is one of these moments that if we don't make our dominance count, we could live to regret that. Um, and it took us what 67 minutes on the clock. Mason Bennett, ball comes in from Scott Malone. Before I mention it, a very needless foul from the West Brom right back, Darnell Furlong, I believe it was, who who must have, who must have been, you know, deserving of a yellow card about half thirty minutes through. It was unreal. He was charged up for the game, weren't he, Furlong? He was definitely. He was fully like, I, I yeah. felt like they wanted to sort of beat us at our own game of, of trying yeah. to, you know, rough us up a little bit. Uh, good ball in from Scott Malone. It's sort of flicked on again. Bennett, I think Bennett gets the last touch before it gets to Mason Bennett. Mason Bennett hits it in and it's that man, Andy Carroll, who hits it into the roof of the net, which is very pleasing. Uh, about 10 minutes later, Benicophobi, you know, scores a second. It was a really good goal. Um, that little nutmeg past Matt Clark was was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then he slots it past uh, Button in goal, I believe. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a really good win. And, you know, it, it could have been more had we taken our chances. So I'm, I'm butting with the three points. That second half in particular, Mickey, top draw after what was a drab first half, wasn't it, mate? But we got the all-important goals and, yeah, I mean, Kai's right. Bedekophobia's goal for me, it's just a touch of class, wasn't it, yesterday? Yeah, absolute touch of class. And also, they just seemed to they just seemed to come out and want it, didn't they? They seemed to want something to prove because they got booed off first half, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was ours what was getting booed off or theirs, but there was a load of booing. And I think it was the probably ref. Both. Probably both. <laughs> yeah, probably, the ref, probably the ref. But, yeah, no, it, it was... It was definitely a game, you know, I know it's an old cliche and, and football commentators around the world over the probably the last 50, 60 years have always said, you know, football is a game of two halves. And yesterday proved that very fact. Um, a few bits of, you know, class football um, were the deciding factor. And, you know, Millwall got a 
you know, got the three points and we, we won two nil at home and it was just superb. Like what was posted out on the pod account yesterday, you know, what the fuck happened there? You know, mm-hmm. did we really just win? Do you know what I mean? It was just unbelievable. Um and yeah, why why you you know, why we talked about a bit of class as well to Millwall for putting Isla up on the screen. Oh my um, fun, yeah, brilliant. Probably the only West Ham person wearing a full West Ham kit to ever go on the screens at Millwall. And we're getting good publicity for it through other fan base and everything else. And I don't think it was all about that. It was just making sure that Isla was, um, you know, her story um, has gone around the world and people have seen it. And, you know, if if people see it and realise what's what, then that's great. But, you know, it's um, as far as I'm concerned, and I think most other fans are now, normal service resumes, mate. If we get West Ham in the cup, then... Uh, yeah, normal service will resume. <laughs> yeah, two moments of class in the second half, one moment of class in the first half of that. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm going to agree with you there. Um, we'll talk about the team, obviously. There was only one change from the weekend before, obviously that defeat at Blackpool. Uh, Bill Kowski was in goal. Back three continued of Hutchinson, Cooper and Wallace. Matt Amara on the right, Malone on the left, who, you know, kept his place in the sides. Kind of contentious, but I think, you know, Kai, you mentioned obviously about keeping Malone in your team on Thursday when we was doing our recording. Um, and I think it paid off, to be fair. Uh, Keith Nabell and Mitchell in the middle, who Keith Nabell, for me, stood out. You know, I think he's a he player. Like he, I think second half in particular, when we tried to turn it over and get at, at the team quick, um, it paid off there. And obviously a front three, Burke on the right, Bennett on the left, and a phobia up top. I mean, where do you start with that performance, Kai? I think I said Keith Nabell. We'll talk a bit about him a little bit. I think as the game got a bit more scrappy and we tried to turn over, play quicker and more so not worry about playing pretty football. The intent was to get the ball forward. He just, he seemed to kind of grow in the game and become a dog in that midfield we kind of expect from Keith and Bell. No, he didn't. I thought West Brom came out, as I said before, with trying to almost match up our own game. And mm. by doing that, playing Keith and Bell was perfect because he justifies everything what Mill, Mill was about, really. He's, um, you know, I like to describe him as the Dutch destroyer. Yep. Um, you know, he absolutely, and, and funny enough, he did not yet get a yellow card yesterday. Which yeah, was must be one of his first times in a middle shirt. Um, <laughs> no, it was fantastic. He was he broke about all the play. And funny enough, I looked at his stats after that. He actually had one of the best passing accuracies in the team last yesterday. Oh, really? Which was which was really interesting because I expected someone like Billy Mitchell or someone like that of that sort of you know that sort of player to have the most. But Keith has a Keith had the one of the highest uh, pass pass success. Which you know with Keith we don't always you know associate. Uh, technical quality and you know um you know a little bit of quality on the ball with him we more associate the hard tackling uh, the work rate but i thought he was superb yesterday must he, you know was up for man of the match my own personal man of the match yesterday was mason bennett um he he gave us everything yesterday he worked hard Rowett said in his post match that uh, cedric kipre will be going home um after a torrid afternoon you know, because Mason Bennett absolutely tore him a new one yesterday. He, honestly, he worked so hard. Everything that Keeper had at the ball, every time he had the ball at his feet, Mason Bennett was there either closing him down, trying to block it, or he won it off him. He was superb. His first 90 minutes of the season as well, Kai, I yeah. think, I'm not mistaken. Obviously, a lot of people always get on his back about that. I think he's only completed two 90 minutes in his career or something silly. There was a stat working the rounds not too long ago. Um, but I think even in the post-match interview done with the club, I think Rowett said he was considering starting Bury yesterday. Um, and I think he's been rewarded, obviously, by sticking with a player that he knows and trusts in Bennett. Yeah, and Hutch said in his post-match as well that he, 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 you know, when they got back into the changing room, Bennett was taking the taking the mick out of because they said, oh, you, are you feeling okay after that 90 minutes? Because they were like <laughs> winding him up. But no, honestly, fantastic performance from Bennett. Um, fully deserved his goal. And I thought he was 
you know, he was the man of the match yesterday and he almost gave us what Jed would give us mm-hmm. in terms of that work rate, that quality, that power, that hunger to get the ball back. And I thought he was superb. And, you know, Jeb Wallace, and I can see Mickey laughing at me here. But... No, no, not about that. It's just where you're sitting there, the power, the hunger. It's just that my kids keep playing that fucking, that rock rap. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and that's, every time someone says like those words together, it just fucking floods into my head with, and that coming <laughs> to me. And I'm just waiting for an oversample of that to come in. Do you know what I mean? No, he showed, he showed massive power and hunger, you know, yesterday. Um... So do it again. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> did on purpose, it? Um, no, seriously, like, you know, Jeb Wallace, there's there's a couple of people, you know, my, my, a couple of people in my family are saying to me, you know, what what could Jeb Wallace have given us yesterday that Mason Bennett couldn't have? Mm-hmm. And Jeb Wallace, I, for me, is our best player. That's that's always how I've seen Jeb Wallace. But Mason Bennett more than made up for Jeb Wallace's absence yesterday. I thought he was superb. He worked so hard. Um, you know, he showed that grit and determination. And overall, I thought he was, yeah, easily the best player on the pitch. It felt like a first kind of glimpse, Mickey, of, of life after Jed, in a sense. I thought I'd, I wanted to pick up Burke as well. I don't think Burke was anything special yesterday, but that second half, he was picking up positions where there was one point where it was like a ball over the top from the left and he managed to drift inwards. And if he got a better poke on the ball, he tried to obviously take it down and he's touched him wide, but it could have been actually ended up in the back of the net. Like he's just, he's quick to drift in. He has his moments where he's obviously showing that raw pace he's got. And I think he adds something different to the front line that we've never really seen before. I always thought Bennett was the speed merchant that we needed. Um, but with Burke on that right, drifting inwards constantly, the three up top, you know, obviously we went with it to that yesterday with Burke, Afobi and Bennett. But all three of them at times were just unplayable for West Brom. What a ball by Cooper, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Go on, Mickey. No, I think, no, I think, I think Burke's going to be a, a great addition once he starts... Get a more, more bit more fitness under his belt, and he and he gets a few more games under him. I think coming into the final part, you're going to see something good from him. Um, will we have a chance to probably sign him? Probably not. He's probably going to be worth a fortune. But that's the only cynic yeah. in me. I was going yeah, to that's say, the right. have we but, got I mean, a deal in place to sign him? Probably not. And every time he plays well, his valuation goes up, doesn't it? So <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, you know, the West Brom bots to so, you know, he never really made it with them. And hope that he finds himself in a, you know, at Millwall, he finds himself a club and restarts his his career. But the the boy's got speed, and with those three up front, people can't handle it. Um, and yesterday you saw because I've seen a couple of videos of Gary Gary's doing these coaching sessions with these online coaching companies, where there's been a few of them across YouTube and stuff. What stumbled across by accident being on social media, and the way Gary says that he wants to play football on there is all about pace. It's all about quick, you know, ball, ones, two, three, you know, quick, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But quick, quick passes and getting the ball up the field really quickly, get them up to the front guys to let them do their job. And yesterday we were seeing that. And that's probably the first time, especially the second half, more so than the first. But there was a few points in that second half where, you know, eight or nine passes were done just like that. And we were up, the, we were up in there, in their half, ready to go. So that's, that's also a tactic that suits a Millwall team, in my opinion. Get the ball up the field, play with your forward players. Neil yeah. Harris done it in a bit more kind of an ugly style way with a big man up front knocking it on, and then you get your players involved in the play. But I thought you saw there, Mickey, at times, you know, like if you move it quick and pick the right pass. And Kai mentioned Cooper, obviously, for the ball that I mentioned about for Burke's opportunity. Like you, you can see it kind of slowly coming into play a little bit. And you can see that there is a kind of, I suppose, an idea to what we're trying to do with right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, maybe maybe it'll go there. I mean, look, you know, as I said before, you know, 
I don't think the board's going to replace him. I'm not necessarily a route out. I just want to see where we're going and what we're doing. I don't think the board's going to give him massive amounts of money to buy people. I mean, if you look back through the last couple of seasons, um, we've not overly spent massive on players as such. Um, a lot of them we've got for now. It, it looks as if that is the way I've been looking on um, on Mill history. If you ever want to look back through stuff, there's lots of stuff. Gaza puts loads of stuff on there. Um, uh, yeah, look, you know, if we can play like we did the second half every game for the rest of the season, then I think, you know, we're finished somewhere half decent. I don't think we make, you know, I, I'm not saying we're going to make playoffs or, or get through, but I think we're going to finish nice and, you know, between six and ten easily or seven and ten easily. And I think we, we, we won't necessarily finish a bad season. I think that's a respectable finish. I don't want to get carried away because um we've but been in before with no 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 I'm not I'm actually going to play it down a little bit because I thought West Brom it was probably one of the poorest sides we've seen at the end this season to be honest I don't know if I'm yeah. playing that overplaying they that were, a bit or but they were pretty much Millwall from from the game before correct do you know so what I mean they, and they've no got all the, all the talent all the money there there's a lot of players there that are worth a fair bit Callum Robson mm-hmm. came on second half and you know there's players in that side Andy Carroll obviously at one point was a 35 million pound striker. Um, you got a lot of stick from where I was in the couple of lane end in the first half anyway, Andy Carroll. Um, but I just felt I found myself at half time thinking, this is drab. They're not any good. We're not any good. But whatever he said at half time, obviously get the ball forward. We saw it in the second half at times, Kai. You know, it obviously made the difference in the game. But I guess the challenge here is, and to lay the gauntlet down, is you've got one of your game in hands on Tuesday night at home against Preston. I think it was meant to be the game we played just before Christmas or after Christmas. Can't quite remember. But now it's time to try and get points on the board and make a consistent run of things a little bit. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I want to say this because I I saw this saying yesterday and I really wanted to add it in today. Um, West Brom have sort of gone from ruthless to toothless. Mm-hmm. I love that saying. I saw it yesterday on Twitter and I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And I thought I've got to include that in the pod. Um, I saw it on Twitter somewhere. Mickey's laughing at me, but I thought it was excellent. Um, yeah, and even Carlin Grant, Matt Phillips. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players in that side that are Robinson, Dean Garner, talent, and it's like yeah. they, the, the subs they made in the second half was Dean Garner and Robinson. You're right at the same time, and they just have no answer for it. And I think they do look a bit at loss, and I can see why their fans are getting really, you know, unrest with uh, Ishmael. I was thinking before the game, like you know, you're, you're still in the playoffs. What is this about? But then when you saw that performance from them, you kind of can get behind it and understand. You know, they don't score many goals. Um, and that don't really offer a lot going forward either. So, like, I mean, defensively either. So, it's like, what is there to this team, really, that makes them stand out? So, no, no passion. No, exactly. And they don't, they don't see no really passion, cool. hunger. Was that no, what? no yeah. power, no power and hunger. No, no power sh- and hunger. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, Do you know the song I'm on about, don't you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. I'll try and find it and link it if we can find it. Um, well, I was gonna, like, basically, I just thought that, you know, there was no passion from them yesterday. But moving forward now, it's important we back that up with another win at the Den. Um, I think we're nine points off the playoffs, aren't we? But it's only, only Millwall could win and go down a place in the league. Yeah, I saw that. Like, that was brilliant. <laughs> I don't care, though, because we won. That's all I didn't care. And we 22 points off the bottom, didn't we? And 22 points off the top. I thought top, it was 16, we? but I thought it was nine points off the playoffs. Yeah, 16 off 22nd, 22 off 24th. So, well, what's it off we, playoffs? Uh, we are nine behind Middlesbrough in the playoffs and we've played a game less than them. So, this is my point here. Like, no, six on Tuesday then. Well, this is it. It's, the consistency has got to come into play now. And, it's you know, positive. we've got a tough pitches <laughs> coming up after this. I mean, the home games stand out to me as if we perform like we did in the second half. You've got Preston at home, 
Um, a week later, you're going to have Cardiff on the Saturday. Steve Morrison coming back with Cardiff. Is he, I don't even know if he's still going to have a job by then, to be honest. like He's going to be under a lot today. of pressure. Yeah, I know. This is, so that is, it's always a tricky one. Um, but then obviously QPR at home as well. Sheffield United at home. Middlesbrough at home. Huddersfield at home. This is going later into this, into March. But if you get your home form right, which we have done predominantly for, before this, obviously, defeat against Forest and the defeat against Palace at home, Kai, it just shows how important it is to pick up points on the, at home. Because on the road, I mean, I, we go Fulham on the 8th and I'm already dreading that. Even though for this win yesterday, it's going to be a tough one that going to Craven Cottage. No, definitely. I think it's going to be a really hard one. Um, but no, I am I mean, the thing is, going back to what we said on Thursday now, when you asked me whether I was route in, route out, I did sit on the fence, like, you know, splinted in my backside. But um point is, what I'm trying to say is that it's difficult. After that win yesterday, you get so hyped up and you think, what a brilliant performance. But now we need to back it up. You back it up, then it looks really, really good, that win. Um, yeah. I want to roll reverse here, Omar, and ask you, does that performance yesterday change your mind or keep you, keep you where you are? It whets the appetite, like, second yeah. half. Like, yeah. it gets me excited. But it, that's what I said, like, before I brought this into the conversation. It's just the consistency that's got to now yeah, come definitely. into play. And we always say it, you know, we are a decent side when we're playing like that. You need to encapsulate that and go again. Yeah. And there's the challenge for the players on Tuesday night. And if we keep that kind of thing going, then, of course, like, I did say, like, I'm right out because I don't see it changing. But that second half was what we want to see. That, that To me, anyway, there was fight, there was hunger, and there was passion. <laughs> <laughs> and there was can, power. You, can you expand a little bit more about the power and hunger or not? <laughs> I think we found our show title today, Power and Hunger, yesterday and then. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we want to see. That That is it. Why Poland Millwall again, mate. That's what yeah, it is. That's, it's, it's what we get. It's what we get offered up. And if you find a consistent Millwall, then you're going to find yourself in the right area of the table. And that's what you've got to do. And that's the challenge now. 27 games played, 19 to go. you just got to kind of keep plucking away at it. And I think, you know, we talked, obviously, Routis referred to it last week after Blackpool. You know, get the window closed and then carry on. And this is what we've got. And we've got to work with it. And if that's what we're going to get from what we've got available, there's no arguments for me for that, to be honest. And it's just, like I said, it's the consistency. If we tried to play like that last week against Blackpool, none we of us won. would have a grumble. But none of us would have a grumble either. We'd have been like, look, there was hunger there. Kingsborough was in there. Mitchell was on the ball. McNamara was bombing forward. It was a back five last week. Yesterday was a back three with Malone and McNamara yeah. bombing on. That's what we want to see. It was and hunger was and power there like yesterday, you know? Sorry? It was hunger and power. Yeah, that's it. So hunger and power was definitely on show. Um, but yeah, obviously, like I said, chaps, we're 15th place on <laughs> the table. Um, 16 clear of Peterborough. Uh, yeah, 16 clear of Peterborough, Mickey. We're not going down. But hopefully, if we could just talk about the window closing tomorrow... Do you reckon we're going to add anyone in, mate? Or, you know, can't see it? What do you reckon? I think we might get a defender. You're better off throwing something in the air and see what side, heads or, heads or tails, see what side it lands on. And I think if it's mm-hmm. heads, we'll assign to someone if it's tails. Yeah, not, I mean, right? it'll be a typical Millwall. It'll be around midday and they'll put something out um, if we're going to get someone or we might get someone really, really late in it. But I can't see it myself. Um, I just think is. I think we've got what we've got. He's going to use the youth maybe and push on and wait till the summer window and go from there. We've always been weak in this window. We always are. We, we, what, four years ago, four years ago yesterday is when we brought Tim Cale back. Um, and that must have been one of the, the few used comebacks ever in it. I think he might have paid 30 minutes and all the time he come yeah, back. Yeah, the impact it? Didn't pay at all. terrible on the pitch. 
It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian... Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as almost roulade. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. But off the pitch, it helped us obviously almost get to the playoffs that year. Until we went 19 game. unbeaten, didn't we? Did we do we 19 did. games unbeaten? Yeah. yeah, that team was you know, you could pick it back now. You know, it's obviously Archer in goal. Um, who was right back? Romeo right back, Hutchison Cooper, Meredith left back, Kai's on mute, Jeb Wallace on the right, Ben Marshall on the left, um, Savile in the midfield with Sean Williams, yeah. and then Gregory Morrison up front. That team was just unplayable at times, and that's what we need now. It's it's not a, you know it's not a easy look on the eye team it's not pretty but if it's functional and it works and there's consistency there Kai that's what we need to see going forward now. No, definitely I think that's what we need. You know, um, I feel like tomorrow will if we have any aspirations of making the playoffs tomorrow makes or breaks it. Um, I feel like we need one or two more in really to to to, to you know strengthen in that area. Um, I'd like to see an attacking midfielder and a striker brought in. Um, so let's hope we can see it. Can we see it, Kai? I hope so. Can we? I, I hope so. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not personally. I'm not personally confident myself. That's because I'm a Millwall fan. So therefore, I don't trust anything until it's announced. Okay. 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 We're gonna get that tweet at one o'clock or two o'clock. Going. Don't wait up, Millwall fans. Business is done for the day. Or it's gonna be. We hope you're waiting up, me all fans, because it's going to be a late one tonight. How about That's that late one? How about that late one? You know when? Uh, yeah, when, there's a new uh, go, the departure. Yeah, don't go to bed just yet. And then it was yeah. Matt Smith going. Yeah, that's it. So, I, 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 I do think, like, I, like I've said all along, and I think the manager is saying the right things as well. To be fair to him, which he normally does, whether it actually carries out the way he says it or not is another thing with Barrett. But he's saying we're not going to go. We're going to go for our long-term targets, and I think that's just got to be the clear way now. And I think that win yesterday is crucial to addressing the slide, 
probably helping stabilise where we think we're going to be this season, which is mid-table mediocrity, which I think we're fine with now, right the season off. And if we get anything on top of that, it's a bonus. With that in mind, there's no need to pad it by tomorrow. There's no need to kind of sign someone just to get that kind of keep us up this year, so to speak, mentality. It's just now get to the end of the season. And if we get anyone long-term targets in tomorrow, then it's ideal, I suppose. Hugo scored, Hugo scored today. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think you saw that. I was like, oh, no. Like, but he won't score for the rest of the season. That's a bit okay. I could say it's getting the loan, maybe. But I can't see it's getting yeah. anything major. Because we've got some of the players coming back. So, you know, Ballard coming back and, and the others coming back. You know, we'll won't. We we'd be all right. Probably be all right. And they're, they're safe their money and hopefully make a big signing in the summer. Very true, mate. Well, um, just a bit of reaction... Any reaction you want to read from online? Obviously, I saw someone, I think it was Joe Zampa, tweet me saying, um, yeah, I must still wear it out. I think, you know what? Like I said, if that's what we're getting offered up, I'm happy with it. I'm content with it. I'll admit that. Um, but like I said, let's let's talk about it after the next five games and then we'll reassess it. I think it could easily go the opposite way and be good. But if it goes the other way, then, you know, it's, it's uh, it's, there's no there's nothing changed as far as I'm concerned. Um, I was actually going to read uh, read some comments from my last YouTube video. I think I'm going to try and make this a thing. Um, we had three comments on our last YouTube video. So if you're listening or watching on YouTube, be sure to get in touch with us. Um, American Rover is always a, uh, often a comment how he's. Um, Just let us know hour. whereabouts you are in America, by the way. Yeah, come off the hour, come off the rabbit. Been stewing for a week. I keep an open mind. Good show, guys, and thanks for the humanity. Mickey got the crew de lion. What does that mean? Mickey, just means I'm the bollocks, doesn't it? That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, if you if you let us know whereabouts you are in America, then that way, if we ever try, maybe try and get you on the show or something, then at least we know where the time delay is, yeah, um, so um... that we can work around <clears throat> it. So just just before you do the other ones, if you are around the world and you do fancy coming on, because we are looking at, we are speaking to people around the world to do, just let us know if you're interested in coming on, um, especially overseas fans, because um, we can look at trying to fit you in on the time on the time difference um, because we're keen. We, we, we have a couple of conversations. I've got a, a good friend who lives in America and it's good to hear your reactions where you're not at the games and you don't see all the social media and everything else that we see over here as such and the, the press releasings and everything else. Um, it would just be good to, to get your view on, on Millwall. So yeah, get in touch, let us know. Um, anyway, you want to get in touch with us, do it. Sorry, Lear, Lion Blue said, um, well put Mickey in regards to that rivalries doesn't matter when it comes to a young girl, which we obviously we touched on. Um, he's sticking with Mickey. I believe the ball will stick with Rowett as we are as we are stable. Omer and, and, and Omer injuries play a significant part for a club of our size. Yes, I just think it's an excuse to make when we're not turning up. Um, can we get one or two players in by Monday? We'll live in hope. And as Kai says, for a forward and attacking midfielder, he agrees with you there, mate. And obviously, finally, from Richard Pierce, it's quite a long comment, but I'll just skim it. He's obviously mentioned Anthony Scully from Lincoln. If Jed was to go, Kai, do you know who Anthony Scully is? Yeah, he's good. He's really good. Um, he's quite a similar player to Jed in terms of he likes to cut him. He, he's not not as, not as obviously, Jed's not rapid, but he's very good with the ball at his feet. And I think Scully is quite similar to Jed. He did say also, he went on to say the hardest position to buy a permanent sign is obviously a striker, signing a good striker. Um, and then also mentioned no donkey wage fees to come through the next few days. Obviously, go with what we've got, like we're saying here. Varson. <laughs> Best manager available has just become unemployed is Grant McCann. Got promoted from League One last season, just come back off, uh, come off the back of back to back wins against Blackburn Rose and Bournemouth. I don't think Rowett deserves the push. As I said before, needs help. Tony Mowbray at Blackburn has done what I would like to see Rowett do here been in charge for a long time and taking good baby steps towards where they are now 
gets brought through a lot of young players too. We'll get value on Ishmael the sack tomorrow. I think positive, guys. Well, he was right. Think positive, but he's not quite sacked yet. But it is a good way of thinking, obviously. But I, I, like I said, it's just I wasn't sure what we're getting from Routes Millwall. But yesterday is a good a good showcase for it in the second half. And long may that continue. Uh, I think anyway, we've reached the closing point of part number one. Um, in the second part of the show, we will talk all things Preston at home. Thanks for the double header we've got this week. Back shortly. And welcome mm-hmm. to the second part of the show. You're right, you're right there, Mickey. <laughs> you're right. You're trying to throw me off my little. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, you've got to start it as this is where we're going to get three points. Well, this is where we're going to get three points on Tuesday night, according to Kai. We're going with this. Um, we play Preston on Tuesday night at home at the Den, looking to make it obviously back to back wins. Come on, Kai. Talk to me about optimism and tell me how we're going to beat them. Obviously, they drew at the weekend 2 2 against Bristol City. Um, obviously, Ryan Lowe's manager there, obviously recently appointed. Was he at Plymouth before? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously he's young, hungry manager, a lot of pedigree there. And I think he's used his links with Gerard, if I'm not mistaken, to get a couple of loanies in at one point yeah. or another. So should be an interesting game, I think, Tuesday night. No, he's a good manager. He's a good young manager. Sort of manager that if Gary did go a couple of months ago, I'd like to see Ryan Lowe come in. He's a, he's a really good young manager. Um, you know, it'll be interesting Tuesday night because they're a good side. They're in a good bit of, good bit of form. Uh, they've got some good players, obviously. Johnson, uh, I don't think Sinclair's back actually, but they've got some good players in, in that squad. Um, but no, I, I think I think we back it up on Saturday, Tuesday, and I think I'm going to go for a win. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go for a 2 0 Mill win. Mickey, do you reckon we're going to do the business Tuesday night and get some consistency in this side? Yes, I think we probably will have a bit of consistency. Um, I think possibly after the weekend and things what went round at the weekend. Um, I think it's possibly given, you know, a player's a point to prove maybe and they need to come out and show what's what. Because it's all right, you know, blaming the manager or, or, you know, saying the manager's done this or the manager's lost this and lost that and all that. But at the end of the day, the manager ain't the one playing on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as if you're playing a pure tactical game like, you know, American football, stuff like you You have, you know, you have the ability, your, your class players, you have the ability to win a game if you want to win it. If you don't and you just want to play like, you know, a bunch of donkeys to try and hopefully get someone to sack who probably ain't going to get the sack, then at the end of the day, you're just going to get mugged off by the fan base because you look shit. So just go out there, play with your heart, play with passion, power and uh, and go out and win it. Maybe it's a new new lease of togetherness here, you know. It could be singing off the same hymn sheet. Players and fans and manager all maybe trying to, you know, grow again together and it could be that case I mean obviously Preston like I said drew 2-2 at the weekend goals for them came from both from Emil Rees who is obviously a handful of a striker seems to have done well under low since he's come back in Kai but they've also got a couple of injuries Barkhausen is injured he's obviously a player that typically plays up front for them and so is Sean Maguire so and I think Darnell Johnson's still well on international duty so I mean I look at their side not many players there scare me if, if I have to say it but you know, it's it's a workmanlike team in there. Ledson is a good pedigree from Premier League Everton back in the day. Um, but I think you know another team that plays a back five as well. So we just have to be at our best and hopefully replicate that second half performance. I would like to preferably watch EFL on Quest for the two twice in maybe five days. I never watch EFL on Quest when we lose. That for on Saturday it was lovely to watch EFL on Quest tune in and watch Millwall win. I don't watch when we lose, so I don't, I don't even like touch on it. So I've not, not watched. I've not watched EFL Quest once this season. I don't know if that's just yeah. me, but I haven't. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not. It's not bad. I mean, on Wednesday night, I'd love to tune in, watch it, and with another three points. 
I wonder how long it's going to take Mickey to realise he's on mute again. It's just a classic kind of... We should uh, we should really watch Quest more because they always... When Millwall wins or they post something about Millwall, they always, always copy us in their post, tag <laughs> us in their post. So really, we should um, replay the favour and, and watch it back. So, uh, yeah. Thank, thanks, Colin. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More than welcome to come on anytime you want, Colin. <laughs> yeah. I think the key is obviously consistency anyway, chaps. And that is the word I'm banging down here. Um, as Mickey's showing you these new blue teeth, thanks to these new <laughs> effects. I keep moving. Where I move out, I look like a fucking nah. ghost. Occasionally, like where I'm moving in, I'm sort of like, yeah, look, look. <laughs> I sort what of like... Thinking, um, it's going to be the same team again, chaps, surely, right, for Tuesday. Be, the corners will be laid down to them saying, look, you've got the shirt, keep it. I think we mentioned, obviously, that team under Harris three or four years ago now when we nearly got into the playoffs. That team picked itself, and I feel like under Rowett, injuries have not helped, obviously, Kai, and we do talk about that. Um, but there's not been a consistent 11 that's picked itself under the manager for a long while, I feel like. And now it's you know, the gauntlet's there, there's your yeah. shirt, keep it and see how long you keep it for, I suppose. No, definitely. I think, but the question after for you two boys if Jeb Wallace is fit for Tuesday night, are you bringing him off the bench or are you starting yeah. if he's still here? Yeah, I mean, it's a debatable one, this, but I, I wouldn't I start him, I'd bring him on the second half, yeah. The manager says he's going to be here, right? Did he say it again yesterday, Kai? I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he, he did. did. But the thing is, is when when someone says that and they're still going to be here, obviously they're still prone to a bid. And yeah. if a bid comes in, that's you know, it's not it's not projectable almost. He's going to go, but um, as it stands, he'll still be here for the rest of the season. Um, but you know, you you could almost see him now. I saw someone tweet earlier: Lewis Graben's now out. He's in, he's injured. Now it's you could see Nottingham Forest now coming in for him and going. It's even more important we get Jed now because we've got Keenan Davies up top and we play Jed on the left or on the right and Brennan Johnson on the left and it's quite. I mean, I personally say they need more of a striker, but mm-hmm. you know, if that's the sort of player that okay, Grubbin's out, they might they might they might now push for Jed even hot even more than they were. Yeah, but so, without yeah, priced him though, we? without priced him, I mean, there was a nah, that, that nine million it's... stuff was was nonsense. I think. Well, even if it ain't, I mean, we have outpriced him. I mean, you know, if they think they want nine million for him, it ain't going to happen, is it? Nah. Interesting, right? I think they're also with the you never. This is how it works with deadline day. Brendan Johnson's constantly been linked to a Premier League move. If a club comes in with a silly offer for him and bids silly money, they have to accept. Then that's what kind of brings the domino effects. And yeah. you might be Wallace move. And then if Johnson goes to the Premier League, Wallace goes to Nottingham Forest, then we might sign a player for one or two million pounds. We might be able to go and get Sibley with the money. Do you know what I mean? Like things could change really quickly with Fleming. Yeah, exactly. So like I think what what I do feel personally is if with the international market, so to speak, especially when it comes to deadline day, I don't think it's a problem for the big clubs in the Premier League. But when it comes to that for the championship size, you're gonna to struggle to get him over and get the deal done that quickly. But I can see it. If something like that happens, you wake up tomorrow morning and you've got a sky on and you see that Brendan Johnson's going to a Premier League side. I think he's been linked with a few clubs. You know, then it could spark the merry-go-round of the transfer window, I suppose. And that's the glory of it, I suppose, Mickey, and the kind of craziness of it at the same time. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, you know, it is. I bet Man United were wishing that they got rid of Greenford, you know, two weeks ago in the transfer window. Greenwood. Greenwood. Do you know what I mean? Not Greenwood. Greenwood. Who's Greenford? Greenwood, I said. You said Greenford. I said Greenwood. <laughs> 
It's unlike you to characteristically un- mispronounce something anyway, Mickey. So. Yeah, no, but I just said Greenwood. But it would have been, you know, it would have been good if they'd have fucking got rid of him two weeks ago. Here we go. We're encouraging comments on YouTube. Did Mickey say Greenwood or Greenwoods? Let us know in the comment section below and tweet us as well if you're listening on audio. I think me and Kai both know what the answer is there. But Yeah, but we'll... that ain't fair now because even if I did say Greenwood, you're going to edit it out anyway. So it makes no. it. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, I don't edit much of the show. Why mate. don't you? Oh, I don't know. I look back at it and send it over on the, on the group chat. <laughs> Kai, 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 Kai. Listen, the way Omar works, this will be a video clip and it will be, did Mickey say yes or no? <laughs> and because of everything going on with Greenford at a minute, we're probably fucking... fucking... You said Greenford again. <laughs> <laughs> Greenwood, uh, I'm, I'm it writing go, down the times it will go right now for this. Yes, yeah, so he's writing down the times now. <laughs> just, just for that, we've got. I can remember to do this tomorrow. So, but no, it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, watch this space. I feel like the transfer window. I wanted to go a little bit off topic and go a bit rogue here. Um, you seen who's being persistently linked with the Gillingham job, Mickey? Harris. Harris, and he's the favourite, firm favourite. Weird one that. No, uh, that that's. No, I mean, not really. I don't think it's weird at all because the owner. Of Gillingham, um, he's a massive Millwall fan, and yeah, he'd love to have a Millwall legend at his club. I'm not um, sure he'd pay him the money that he wants because he doesn't seem to want to pay anything. My mate's a Gillingham fan, and they've been protesting for weeks. Everyone that protests against him is kicked out of the stadium. They lost 7 2 at home yesterday to Oxford, mm-hmm. and they've not won a game since. Go on, Kai, I think it's like 17 games, isn't it? 19th of October, their last win. A one yeah, I think it's about 17 games. I, I think if Neil Harris goes there, he's got to be a bit crazy, to be honest, because I think he's better than a, a Gillingham job, personally, because they're, what are they, rock bottom or 23rd yeah, place in League One. He's surely he's going to hold out for a, a decent League One job if he's going to go down to that level. You think so? That's what you think, anyway. Interesting. I mean, if he does go there, fair play. And like we said, obviously, Gillingham fan, a, G- a Mill fan owns Gillingham, but... Gillingham fan, eh? Yeah, I, I can't see it. can't see it, Mickey. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I didn't like the geezer there before. I thought he was a bellend from the time when he was with, when he was playing us on one of the last games of the season, where he fucking gave it all that big and didn't he? Where um, when he was at Rotherham. But no, look, it is what it is. Gillingham deserve what they get. To be fair, you know what I mean? They are what they are. Um, Pie case. That's not allowed to say that. But yeah, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Hope, you know, if he goes, it'll be close to where, you know, he's not a million miles away. He lives in Essex, doesn't he, that way? So it won't be a million miles away for him to go. You're a muted dickhead. Um, and. Um, You're on the to the show with us. So. <laughs> and, and yeah, look, if he goes, he goes. I don't think he'll want silly money. He's not, he's not that good. He got kicked out of Cardiff for fuck's sake. So he ain't that good. Um, It'll suit him, I think, that job. The, the, the location. I think he should. Right? Yeah, but I think he should maybe drop, you know, go go for Gillingham, drop down a league, build himself back up again and then go. Because he is, he is good, whether or not it takes Livermore with him or not. And, mm. you know, Paul will have two fucking real legends here. Um, whether or not that will go down well with a fan base or not, I don't know. Yeah, and obviously, I suppose, watch your space with that. And, yeah, I do think it's a bit bizarre, but strange things have happened. I think in other different footballing news... I mean, the only good thing I can say from that guy is, is that Bromley are going to get promoted to League Two, right? So we're going to deviate a little bit here. But Andy Woodburn and George Alexander up front, you know, they're doing bits over there, aren't they? Excellent. Fantastic to see. Um, Woodburn's a really good manager. Uh, I know I know he's former Palace, but he's, he's he's done a really good job there. 
Uh, George Alexander scoring goals for fun. Um, so, yeah, you love to see it. Yeah, I mean, deviating a little bit here, but obviously it's nice to cover the teams that are in the close vicinity to Millwall. So, um, how about Olaf? Though? How about Olaf? Eh? Yeah, he scored again yesterday, run. right? Yeah. What was the score? Really well. Did he win 2 0 in the end? Or? Yeah, 2 0 against Colchester, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah. It could, he could be a League One striker playing for Sutton next season, this, right? It's a nice little progression. Well, how about just the championships, championship striker for us? Yeah, I mean, I think just it's. It's exciting. It's exciting to have Mitchell playing well. I know Moss has got in a team at Orient as well, and Olaf's doing well. You know, Bury's come back, and look at Bury. Look at you know, he seems to be offering a kind of new lease of life. And almost played yesterday. Obviously, came as a sub. It's exciting to see these Millwall homegrown talents coming through. Mickey. Just imagine if Gary, if um, if Gary's boy, if um, George Alexander was there, mate. Fucking, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he could be scoring goals for us now, mate. Do you know what I mean? He could be that missing link we we needed. But unfortunately, whatever reason, he uh, he got rejected by us. Unfortunately, and now he's proven. So good luck to him. Fantastic news that he's, you know, he's picked himself up, dusted himself off, and showing people his true ability. And, and may that fucking continue. Yeah. Well, we've approached. I think full time here for this podcast anyway today. Uh, edition number four is done. Mickey, anything else you want to put into the show before I wrap things up? Uh, no. The only word of advice I've got, huh? There's a first. Oh, wait, you have oh, No, just the only, just really a bit of advice. I would, um, I would suggest to Millwall to uh, drop your current dog um, contractor and get a dog who actually can smell um, explosives. Um, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, Saturday was um, quite embarrassing considering that you have pyrotechnic dogs and not one of them fucking found one. Um, hey-ho, here we go. Here we go indeed. Uh, but yeah, that's it obviously from us end of edition number 40 if you're new around here be sure to subscribe like the video obviously get in contact with us on twitter as mickey said it would be great to know where you guys listen from we do get a kind of scatter graph on metrics to see where people listen so if you are listening or watching elsewhere around the world let us know it'd be great to be in touch with you guys and we do tend to reply to a lot of the comments also if you run one of these um there's a lot of them there's Millwall, indonesia um mill there's a mill group in australia mill group in russia and we'll get in touch let us know what's what because uh, obviously it'd be good to know who you are. Argentina, there you go. Oh, yeah, Argentina. Yeah, yeah. You you retweet a lot of our stuff and all that. It'd be great to uh, to just learn a bit more about you, so we can speak about you and whatnot online. So uh, yeah, all good, mate. All good. Perfect. Cheers for coming on, Mickey, as always, and thanks to Kai. Oh, thank you, mate. No worries, mate. Hopefully, we'll be back on Wednesday evening or Thursday evening to cover a podcast with another three points and back-to-back wins at the Den. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Up the lines. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. 
Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. <gasps> he feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.